0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the
1: latest episode of The Process. Hey, man, how y'all doing today, man? Welcome to The Process, where the process is always greater than the product. Uh, My name is Sean Barber, 10-year NFL vet i uh, Casey Ambassador, and I'm here with, man, uh, a brother of mine in Christ, man, a, a great guy, just a mountain of a man in the Kansas City community, Iran Cherry. Uh, we're going to get to know all about him, but as, man, as you know, before we do that, we got to pay the bills. So uh, I've been working with the McGinnis Group now for two years. We specialize in employee benefits, health insurance for companies, retirement, financial services, life insurance, and long-term care. We would love the opportunity to review your current plan, and learn about your game plan for the game of life. So be a part of the MGI team. And remember, team, T-E-A-M, spells team. Together, everyone achieves more. And with that, man, welcome to the process, man. Like I said, I got a brother in Christ, my guy, Deron Cherry, man, uh, uh, Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor guy with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We're gonna learn a little bit about him. Like we do every show. We start with the who, the what, the where. Who are you? What are you currently doing, I and mean, then where can people find you or your charity organization on social media? Around well, charity here
2: with here with the man Sean Barber. Really excited to be here and uh, have this time and spend time with you. Right now, currently, I'm the uh, owner president of United Beverage Company. We're an Anheuser Busch distributor. We also distribute Constellation brands as well. Here in Kansas City, been doing it for 31 years, almost 32 years um and just been having a good time meeting great people and um just continue to do that uh the other thing is uh, i'm a chief ambassador so we spend a lot of time in the community and not only that and i have my own foundation the duran cherry foundation that we um go out and support a number of different organizations here in the kansas city community give kids that have cancer opportunities, the uh, kids who are starting school to make sure that they're healthy as they start their career in education. That's through our score one for health program. Um, the cancer kids is camp quality and we work with Midwest animal rescue, trying to save some animals. I've got two dogs in the can all all <laughs> they're trying to get me to adopt more, but haven't been able to do that. And um, then we also work with our first responders. Um, the guys that, uh, provide pr- protection for us each and every day, our cops and firefighters and those people um, through answering the call um, to give those uh, guys support when they need it the most. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I mean, that's, you know, that's a full boat there, Sean. You know it. Um, you know, being out there in the community, you know how much it takes. So yes. it's, it's been good, and I've been um, truly blessed to
1: to have that platform and have the opportunity to support us. All right, he hit you with the who and the what. I'm going to tell you where to find them On Instagram, it's at Duran underscore Cherry underscore Foundation. And then on the new X, which is the old Twitter, mm-hmm. you can find them at Cherry Duron. Both of those locations will take you and you can do all your research about all the things he's doing off the field in the community. Like I said, man, a mountain of demand when it comes to serving our community, helping our community. Um, he's been a mentor of mine since I got here in Kansas city, man, I'm, I'm all every time you see me out doing something from a volunteer service standpoint, um, it's basically because he set such a great standard for me, um, as a player here, and also as an ambassador of what it truly means to serve and how that can be your superpower. Um, so we're going to get involved in, at the last segment of the show, where we get deep, a deeper dive into all the community stuff we've been doing. But first and foremost, man, let's take it. Let's take the time machine back to Deron Cherry coming out of college, um, coming to Kansas City. What is the uh, like? Yeah, yeah. T- tell us how that went. How was that process? How was that path um, that actually got you here in Kansas City? Um, crazy path. I mean, this crazy story. You know, I I didn't get drafted.
2: Uh, I wind up signing as a free agent punter, and it was uh, for me. It was. Uh, a coach by the name of Ted Cottrell who came here to coach under Marv Levy's staff as a linebacker coach. He was my defense coordinator at Rutgers University in college. So uh, Ted said, hey, if you don't get drafted, we, we want to sign you. We're looking for punters. And, um, and just by happenstance, they, they were also looking for safeties. And I, I did both of them in, in college. Um, and so after the draft was over, I had a number of teams calling me, wanted me to sign as a free agent, but I had promised him that, you know, I'd at least come out to Kansas City, so I came to Kansas City and wound up signing as a punter, and
1: uh, we had a new special teams coach at that time, Frank Gantz. Frank
2: Gantz, <laughs> yeah. I got the plan to Frank
1: Gantz Jr., yeah. so I yeah. know if, if how junior was, yeah. I know how the, the senior was,
2: so yeah. Frank Gantz. Yeah, his dad wanted to change my whole punting style, so I remember going home and working on that, but then making a phone call to Marv Levy saying, hey, can I come back in early? I was supposed to come back in early, but when I got my letter, it had me coming in three days before training camp. I thought I was coming in two weeks before training camp just to get acclimated. And uh, so I called him up and said, hey, do you mind if I come in? And not only can I punt, but I can play uh, both safety positions and I could be a backup quarterback as well. And I was basically just selling myself, Sean him and uh thank goodness uh coach Levy said yes we'll bring you back in and I didn't punt but I wound up uh playing safety uh they had drafted three safeties at you I wound up beating two of the guys that were drafted ahead of me and then uh Lloyd Burris who was the third round pick he wound up being the starter and uh and that's how my career started I was originally cut You know, the last player cut my rookie year right after our last preseason game, I was dressed ready to go to practice because we were playing in Pittsburgh, that opening season game, and I was so excited because I thought I had made the team because 45-man roster, everybody kept seven defensive backs. The Chiefs only, at that time, you know, I was the seventh one. But they had drafted two tight ends high. Willie Scott, number one, Marvin Harvey, third-round pick, and they had two other tight ends, uh, Al Dixon and and Ed Beckman was the special teams captain, so they weren't going to get rid of him, and neither one of the two higher draft picks were ready to play, so they kept four tight ends at the start of the season. So I'm dressed, ready to go out to practice. They called me, and, and I thought I was going up to meet with the pro personnel director, Les Miller, to say, hey, congratulations. He said, hey, we got to keep four tight ends. We got to let you go. So they cut me. I'm ready to go out to practice, and they they cut me, so – Went back home to New Jersey after the first game. The Chiefs upset Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. And um, that night, I was I was up in East Orange, New Jersey, at my roommate college roommate's house, and my mom calls me and says, "Hey, Kansas City called, and they want you to. They got a ticket waiting for you at the airport in Philadelphia tomorrow. They would need you to fly back out to Kansas City." So I came back out, got on the plane, came back out to Kansas City, and um, got into the stadium and. Um, one of the safeties had got nicked up in the game. So I thought they were going to sign me right away. I get in the general manager's office and he says, I'm sorry, but he's not as nicked up as we thought and Mm -hmm. not as serious. So we're not going to sign you. So I wind up staying here with Gary green. He had a two bedroom apartment. Of course he was from Texas, but an apartment here in Kansas city. He says, Hey, you can stay in, in my extra bedroom. You can drive me to practice. You'll have my car all day. And, uh, And uh, you can work out, keep getting yourself ready. So that's what happened. And then the next week, they called me in. The Chiefs said, hey, because they couldn't hide you, right? (laughs) They were paying a little bit, but they couldn't hide you. And they just said, hey, um, nobody gets hurt. This next game, uh, we'll have to send you back home. So fortunately enough for me, somebody got hurt. They signed me right away. So third week of the season was kind of like my first game. Traveling, we were playing in Seattle, and uh, that was my first action. First action, dressing. First action, being a pro, and you know that was kind of the highlight of my career. There, when you when you when you make it and you're dressing and you're going out there to play in the NFL, and nobody was giving you an opportunity to make Mm -hmm. the football team as a free agent punter, uh, it's an amazing thing, amazing feeling, and, and a blessing for sure.
1: Man, you talk about, man, there's so many great nuggets in there. I mean, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, like, you know, failure, uh, not not being successful initially, having to come back. And even when you came back, having someone saying, it's not your time yet, but you had the perseverance, the understanding, the determination, the attitude. I'm going to hang around in the atmosphere. I'm going to work out. I'm going conti- to continue to prepare my mind, my body, uh, make sure that I am ready to take advantage whenever that door opens. Whenever I even – I'm going to kick it open. I'm going to kick it down. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I got kind of chills thinking about that because so many guys' story are, hey, man, I got drafted and then I went through training camp and I was you know, already on the first depth chart. So then, you know, throughout the season I got a chance to prove I can play. But before you even had the chance to prove you can play, you had to go through so many walls, climb so many ladders, um, show so much effort, attitude, perseverance, determination. Um, it's just a story in itself. Before, before you even got – the uniform it was able to be a chief. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is I was playing behind a
2: guy that was a two time all pro player at his position, Gary Barbaro. And um, you know, the Chiefs for, you know, back in the day their secondary was always their claim to fame. You know, they had great corners mm-hmm. all the time, many all pros. I can't you know, you can go through the list of guys from yeah. Johnny Robinson to, you know, Emmett Thomas or yes, uh You know, Gary Green, Eric Harris, Gary Barbaro. everybody, yeah. Yeah, just so many guys. And so you knew if you made the secondary in Kansas City, you know, you had to be something special because that's just the way it was treated uh, when you came in. But I'm playing behind this guy. And the one thing that I would say that was so encouraging and just taught me a lot about those guys, Gary Green, Eric Harris, Gary Barbero, guy by the name of Herb Christopher was – they shared the information with us. They they made us feel like we belonged and we were part of the team. They didn't hold anything back because they said, hey, you got to be prepared. In case one of us gets hurt, you got to be ready to step in because these guys are dependent on you. Your teammates are dependent on you. So they made sure we were ready to play. And that really, to me, showed me the pure essence of what it meant to be a professional. Uh, a guy that doesn't keep the secrets because you think you're at, you're, you're here to take his job. More importantly, it was all about the team, and so I gained a lot of lessons and um, insight from those guys. It helped me become a better pro when my opportunity came. That I was, I knew I would be ready to take over when it when it came.
1: When it happened, man, lessons and blessings. That's what everybody's yeah. career is full of. How do we take lessons from one another? And then, man, you got to be at some point in your career. It, it's 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 just a good faith. It's just having the grace of the Lord, having enough being blessed enough to stay healthy um, until you can show everybody that I can play this game and I'm able to play on a pro level. And that all the time and effort, all the time I spend in the weight room and working out in the playbook, let that, that, let all that be shown on the field, man. So lessons and blessings. Obviously we all understand Deron has the mindset of a champion um, and not only a champion's mindset, but one of a, uh, uh, what it means to be a, a, an elite competitor and that's in business. That's in life on the field, off the field. And so we're going to take a quick break, man. And when we get back, we're going to talk some about that that competitive mindset. Uh, We're going to talk about these two undefeated teams left in the league, uh, 5-0 49ers, 5-0 Eagles. And then we're going to preface and talk a little bit about a preview as we prepare our Kansas City Chiefs for the Denver Broncos. Once again, this is Sean Ball with The Process, and we'll be right back at you.
3: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store, or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
0: We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil or trouble, Manscaped is all new, handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treats this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off, plus free shipping. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code KCSN. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is The Process, where the process is greater than the product. Um, my guest this week is Deron Cherry, a philanthropist, a business owner, a chief's all-time great. And we've been breaking down, uh, just telling his story, but now we're going to go into the NFL and talk about some of the undefeated teams, some of the teams, the positive and negatives about being 5-0 and after five weeks and preparing for the rest of the season. Currently, we have two teams, to run, um the 49ers and the Eagles. They they look it's a different version of a 5-0, though. Um, obviously the 49ers are undefeated. They've been mauling everybody, mashing everybody, running downhill, playing great defense. Um, just complete all three phases playing complete. Um, and then you have the Eagles who've kind of they've had a couple close calls. They've had a couple teams take them into the fourth quarter, but they found a way to win. They've been the more grittier team. Obviously, their defensive front has still been phenomenal and they're still making plays off the legs of Jalen Hurts. Um, both of those teams are undefeated right now. Let's talk about the mindset and mentality of, you know, preparing yourself for week six when you're a 5-0 team. It never happened to me in my career, but just never in life, I mean, like, <laughs> I can imagine um, as a competitor what 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 that locker room feels like, what those practices feel like, and then game day knowing that, you know, record-wise we are undefeated and we got to keep that, that streak
2: alive. Yeah, well, you know, you got two teams here that both – they were in the NFC Championship game last year. Yes. Yep. So they know each other very well and they're on a collision course, it seems like to me. um the Eagles, like you said, you know, they haven't started off very well, but you know, they've kind of been improving as the season goes on and and figure out. They brought in a lot of new players this year. So they're trying to figure out that. Whereas the 49ers, they've got a team that's very, very solid you know, their biggest question mark was their quarterback who got hurt at the end of last year. Would he be able to come in and come back and, and make an impact? And what he's shown in the first five weeks of the season is that he's as good as he was last year, and that's usually not the case with rookies, right? Mm-hmm. Especially rookie quarterbacks, but he just adds that confidence, and I give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit of knowing his strengths and weaknesses and his designing game plans for him to be successful week in and week out. So they look like a very, very strong team. But like I said, these two teams are ending on a collision course. They're the two best teams in the NFC by far right now, early in the season. So the mentality for them is keep it going. You know, we got to just keep it going. We got to, you know, if we say we're the best team in the league and we're we're as good as everybody thinks we are, and we've got to show that every week. And, you know, in this business, in the NFL – every week is a new challenge, right? And you might get the best out of the last place team in the league that challenges you. And so you got to be ready to go every single week. And if you're not, then you could get knocked off. So I'm sure the mentality going into these games, especially for these undefeated teams is let's keep the momentum going. Let's, let's stack these wins because at the end of the year, there's only one team that gets the home field advantage in the, in the championship game. And we have to have the best record. So that's what they're playing for. The Eagles understand that. They got the benefit of that last year where they got to play at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 49ers had to go to Philadelphia. I'm sure the, the 49ers are thinking, hey, we need to reverse that. Give us every advantage, every opportunity to to get to that Super Bowl game
1: if we can get that NFC Championship game at our place. Man, you focus on the front office on both teams. Obviously, the 49ers from a Kyle Shanahan standpoint, understanding um, – Getting to a point in their in their in their process of making that decision to take uh, Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. Trey Lance was the one that had so much draft capital already already wrapped up into him. He's he's costing us so much money. It's it's a you know high uh, high first top three draft pick. How do we move on with him still in the building? And the choice was to get him out the building, right. trade him away to allow a clear path for for uh, Brock Purdy to continue to de- grow and develop. Um, that's got to be a big decision as an organization. Yeah, but I think Brock Purdy
2: proved it to him last year with what he did during the course of the season mm-hmm. when Trey Lance was injured. So you almost have to give him the benefit of the doubt because he proved that he could win games and showed a lot more maturity than Trey Lance did when he was in there. Yes. So I think Shanahan realized that and just, hey, it's it's a game of who, who can play and who can't play. And what you're seeing on film as opposed to what you're not seeing on film. And Purdy was showing them that, number one, he was a leader. He was capable of making plays. He was he had a strong arm, capable of making all the throws. And when you're in a situation like that as a head coach, you got to go, hey, I got to go with the guy that's proven to me that he's capable of handling this team. But more importantly, he's, handled, he's capable of handling this offense. Yeah. And that's why he – you know, they had to get Trey Lance and move him on because he wasn't going to be happy playing. When you're a number one draft pick, you're not going to be happy playing behind a guy that was Mr. R- really right? Right Mr. Roman coming in. So, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan did the right thing. And John Lynch, you know, get him out the building. Let this guy know that this is his team. And when you look at what he's done the first five games, he's shown them that he's willing to accept that
1: responsibility that this, this is his football team. And a a choice, uh, definitely a great choice for the organization. Uh, Purdy is, I think, 11-0 or 12-0 on every game he has started and finished. And for a young guy, like you say, me, Mr. Relevant, the last quarterback taken in the draft, I don't think anybody would have foreseen that to be his future so early on in his career. Uh, But, hey, a pride of Iowa State. Yeah. Local kid, um, played a bunch of good football, and uh, Big 12 football. And I think he's actually added a lot of uh, eyes to, hey, man, it's not really where you're from. It's how quickly can you develop that championship mindset? How quickly can, a, can you become a pro's pro and understand how to take care of your business? Yeah. And then, like you said, with the Eagles on the opposite side, yeah, they lost a lot of players, but they also lost their offense and defensive coordinators who became head coaches for new teams. Right. Um, one going to the Arizona Cardinals, the other one going to the Indianapolis Colts. So they had to find some growth from within in the coaching ranks to come and now what we saw maybe some of their stumbling and and, sh- and, and, and maybe that the slow start to the season was just the players on the field getting used to the the voice in that in our right. head gear, you know, when there's a different offense and defense coordinator.
2: That's so true. And uh,
1: you know, there's an adjustment
2: period there. I don't care who you are or if you were with the team, but you you're the guy that's calling the plays now. You're you assisted before, but now you're the guy that's making that decision. So you got to get comfortable with your players. And like you said, you, they brought in some new players, so they got to get comfortable with the system and what he likes to do. And I think as they continue to go on throughout the season, you can see that they're taking strides and taking steps to, to continue to improve each week and players get a little more comfortable with what happens. And let's face it, last week they had a big game in L.A. against the Rams, and the Rams are a good football team, and they were able to go out there and and – pretty much
1: dominate them, especially on the defensive side. Yeah. You just talked about being comfortable. So we want to make sure our Kansas city chiefs don't get comfortable because tomorrow night, Thursday night football, we are facing the Denver Broncos, a team that we have since Andy Reid's gotten here, pretty much dominated um, 15 straight wins um, as a a divisional opponent. Yeah. That's,
2: that's, well, I could say I was on the other side of that too. <laughs> when we played, it was like uh, I think I was one, and I can remember being one in eleven against oh, so the Broncos out there, you know. But that's, um, you know, that's the way it works sometimes. You know, a team has its has a number, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, I've gone into Mile High Stadium, and we've had good teams, and we're winning all the way throughout the fourth quarter. And you know, they had a quarterback by the name of John Elway that everybody you know, hated, you know, but out later we there were just times where it just take one yes. play and he changed the whole momentum of the game in the fourth quarter and they come down and they score a couple of touchdowns, get back in the game, and then all of a sudden we lose it at the end of the game on a, on a crazy play. And you just wonder, you walk out of there and you go, God, how did that happen? How did we let that win slip out of our hands? But those are the things that happen. And then as that snowballs and you – they're winning all the time. When you go out there, it makes it very, very difficult for a team to come in and prepare for a team like Kansas City that has beaten them 15 straight times. Right? Yep. Yep. How do you How do you get through that mindset? I don't know how you do. I mean, you hope that you can, but you've got to have better players and a whole different attitude. And you know, it's this is not the game that Chiefs need to lay down because, like we said before. Anytime, any given day, mm-hmm. teams can step up and, and hurt you, especially if you're making turnovers and making mistakes that beat you yourself. As long as this team doesn't do that and they don't beat themselves, I think they they win this football game. I won't say easily because it's a division rivalry. That's right. They always go down to the
1: wire, but I, I like our chances of beating Denver. In these division games, so much pride is involved. Oh, yeah. And as a player, no matter what your record is, when it, when it's time for that game to come on and you're about to play football, your family's watching, your friends are watching, mm-hmm. all your uh, peers are watching, there's an amount of pride in every single NFL player, no matter what team he's on, no matter what their record. That's why for me to be a former player and to hear people talk about, like, teams tanking for Caleb Williams, it's... It's almost like a laughable discussion because I say, do you know how many professionals are in that locker room who are leaving their family to go practice, spend all day in in a building, putting in a game plan, practice it, and then you think that they have the audacity on a game day to not give their best in hopes that a whole calendar year away, they have the luxury of drafting a quarterback that what we just showed with the Brock Purdy and Trey Lance might not even be the answer to any wins. And there's no guarantee that they're even going to be here the following
2: (laughs) year because, hey, if you're going to tank, you know, that's why they film all the games because they can see your performance every single day, every single day in practice, every single game. And if you're not playing up to your potential, you're not going to be here. So when you start thinking about your livelihood, your family's livelihood, there's there's more reason for you to go out there and put out a hundred percent every single time you step out on that field because you're being judged. That's right. You know, and that's and that's a judgment that you don't want somebody to say that, hey, that guy tanked. You know, you don't want to be the guy that comes in that 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 Monday after a Sunday game mm-hmm. and that film is rolling and that coach stops that projector and says, Is that effort? Yeah. yeah. Are you giving me your best effort? And if you're that guy, I mean, you're, you're, you're all of a sudden you're sinking down in your seat because you realize that you didn't give the guys that are dependent on you that expect you to give 100% all the time, you're not giving them that. And to me, that makes a, a, that makes me as a teammate look at them differently. Yes, sir. And that and you don't want teammates to look at you different.
1: Man, effort and attitude, those are two things that no player can even think about. You know, when, when you talk about a, a teammate of mine or somebody in the locker room, there is no doubt everyone is giving great effort and has a great positive attitude going into the game. Now, listen, the game is played. There are things that happens in the first quarter or the first 15 plays that might, you know, once, you, once you're down 17 points or 20 points, it does take a little win out your sail It's hard to go out there and uh, continue to run the ball or play great defense and bend don't break when uh, every time you stop them, the offense goes three and out. Like that that's just human nature. But to think that somebody even before the game starts is preparing a game where they don't believe in some sort of fashion they have the ability to go win. I think that's just it's not even present in the NFL because to get to the NFL, you have to be one of one percent when it comes to your mindset mentality. You put your thing, your mind, your body, uh, you, you purpose yourself to be great at so many different things on that football field. You you would never just tell your body not to be the best you can be, right? Um, and so that that's that's what the Chiefs are facing, preparing themselves uh, on a 15 win streak versus the Denver Broncos. Um, that's going down Thursday night. Thursday night football. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. Because honestly, um, what I've heard is that the third and long foundation with uh, Neil Smith is going to be Neil Smith's going to be catching the first pass. Um, his third long foundation. I'm going to receive some honorary rings on behalf of Derek Thomas um, and all that he did in the community and everything. Yeah. So, man, it's going to be a great time. You're a Chiefs fan. Definitely make your way to area stadium uh, for that Thursday night football game. Um, and then real quick, before we go to break, I'm going to let's share some stories about the Broncos. Uh, uh, my own story about the Bronco, uh, the Broncos, the donkeys is what I've always called them. Those donkeys, man, uh, I've had the opportunity to guard some really great players in the NFL. Um, I got to practice against Tony Gonzalez for the three years I was here with Kansas City as an outside linebacker. Preparing for Shannon Sharp. Oh, um, amazing, amazing competitor. Uh, he has the gift of gab. He talks the, the most trash I've ever heard one player. I mean, from the first whistle to the last whistle. he We never even looked at the scoreboard. It was just on and on, back and forth. Uh, some unbelievable trash talking. Uh, but the, the the preparation of being able to go practice against Tony Gonzalez, I think, was what prepared me to go against Shannon. Um, he was uh, he was a, a true tight end before his time. He could he could have played in this era and been very dominant. Um, it was a run-based offense. It was the the, the one cut. right. They would, the whole offensive line was headed for the sideline. We'd be trying to catch it with the gaps. And before you know it, there's a bootleg out the back door. Shannon Sharp coming to the flat the other way. Um, and that, that's how Shanahan has always been, His, you know, designing that offense, that one cut type offense. So, um, man, just just the, you know, I don't know how many wins and losses we had, which probably is a good thing uh, because I was so focused on just competing against the guys across the the field. Uh, but the Clinton Portis's, uh Rod Smiths, the, I mean, so, so, McCaffrey, uh, there's a number of guys that have been on that team that I had to line up against. Um, I have so much, so much respect for the Denver Broncos just because the excellence, it, it, just from building a roster uh, all my years from 2003, four and five here in Kansas City, I felt like their roster was always, to be honest, a, a superior roster. Yeah. The way they built their team and roster was to win, um, and they took advantage of um, all your weaknesses on defense. So that's my recollection of the Denver Broncos. Um, I know you talked about something about going and playing at oh, and yeah. the-
2: yeah. Going out there and playing at Mile High Stadium, favorite place to play. But, man, I tell you, take that first quarter to get your get your air right because yeah. of that altitude. You didn't realize how much it truly affected you mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the game. But then as the game went on, we, we were okay. Um, you know, these are storied franchises, you know, the Chiefs and the Broncos. And you, when you think about their history and the similar paths that have vaulted them into – The spotlight back in the eighties, it was they drafted John Elway, right? It changed the whole complexion of that organization when they brought in uh, Shanahan. They had Dan Reeves and then Shanahan there. It, um, you know, but they had the guy that could pull the trigger, the guy that could make plays happen with his arm and with his feet at the time, Um, and that was Elway. And when you look at this Chiefs team, you 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 have a similar thing with Patrick Mahomes. You know, here's a guy that's come in, got drafted and has changed the whole face of this franchise. And so I see, you know, two teams that are similar but decades away. Yes. You know, from where they were with a great quarterback and where we are with a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's the parallel that I I think about when I think about the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs is that that two parallel. We have the quarterback now, you know. Even though they brought in Russell Wilson, who was a Super Bowl champion, it's it's not the same yes. um, because it wasn't somebody that got developed through their draft and their organization. They had to bring him in, and especially bring him in at the end of his career. So, um, you know. But I have some fond members memories of. Broncos games, and just the history of these two franchises uh,
1: playing against one another and competing against one another over the years. Legendary franchises, legendary rosters. Uh, Like we said, it's always the process. And the process, when it comes to both the Denver Broncos or the Kansas City Chiefs, have resulted in the product of champions, championship season. So, hey, we're going to go to break real quick. We come back, man, we're going to really deep dive a little bit deeper into the um, into the community work that Deron is doing with the Daron Cherry Foundation. Obviously, stay tuned. This is the process. Uh, we'll be right back with you.
3: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
4: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KCSN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-IN-Y or text hope in in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible
1: gaming resources. Welcome back to The Process. And obviously, the process is greater than the product. Uh, you've been receiving such great nuggets and in information about the Denver Broncos, about uh, undefeated mindsets, everything. Man, my partner here, Deron Cherry, um, man, we've been uh, breaking it all down for you. We want to thank you once again, the McGinnis Group. The McGinnis Group, um, with all your health benefit needs, if you're a company out there looking for some help, let us review your game plan and understand there is a game plan for life. Um, and that's the McGinnis Group, where T-E-A-M, team, um, together, everyone achieves more. And with that, let's get back to it, man. Me and Deron, we're going to take this last segment. Obviously, man, the last segment, as you know, if you've been listening to the process, we kind of get go through faith and family, a little bit of nuggets to help uh, a young football and athletes out there grow a little bit. Just something for you to take with you. But this 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 last segment is going to be based just off of the heart of a servant and how De'Ron, uh, after years and years of playing on the field, has now turned um, that passion and desire to the community and what he does with the De'Ron Cherry Foundation. Um, and we're going to start off with with that. So De'Ron, with the De'Ron Cherry Foundation, um, we're going to just break down the different four organizations that you all really support and take care of. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Camp Quality. Yep.
2: Camp Quality, uh, near and dear to my heart just because you know, we give kids who have cancer an opportunity to go to a camp for a summer for the week and just be normal kids. Um, We're able to provide a lot of support for them at camp uh, where they can get their treatments there if they need it. Um, And then they just have a fun week. Um, You know, Sean, you've been up there. We've had masters up there doing play 60 activities. The kids get to fish, they get to swim, they get to have um, a dinner dance at the end of the at end of the week. It's just amazing um, to give these kids an opportunity, not only the, the kids, but their siblings. And then also it gives their parents a break uh, so they can get at least a week of not having to worry about taking care of these kids. And um, it's just been amazing. So I've been really, truly blessed to, to have that opportunity to support such a great organization. And, and as you know, our chiefs and bachelors have adopted Yes. quality too and we support them in a big way.
1: Well, I love going out there and obviously even on the Zoom calls when it's over the holidays yeah. uh, we do a Christmas Zoom call um, and then we build uh, uh, what are they called? The, the sugar the, yeah, and the gingerbread, gingerbread houses. houses uh, right. So we have a gingerbread building contest yeah. that we have and I man, I just love the energy and yes. atmosphere of having all these young individuals on Zoom. I'm just so proud of the the gingerbread house they built and then having some ambassadors be able just to bless and love on them and tell them how great a job they're doing. Um, and that was a blessing really because
2: we couldn't get together during COVID when everything was gone. We still had an opportunity through Zoom because we wanted to make sure that the kids were protected too, that, you know, because they're going through chemo treatments yes. and stuff like that, we, we needed to stay away at that time. But now we're getting back
1: to where we can be with them in person and, it's been very rewarding. Well, Miss Crystal and all the kids over there at Camp Quality, yeah. um, man, Duran Barbershop, man, you know, the ambassadors love y'all guys. And we'll just continue just to keep loving on y'all, supporting y'all. Like we said, just continue to pass along those blessings. Uh, number two, uh, Midwest, is called Midwest Rescue Project. Midwest Animal Rescue. Midwest Animal Rescue. And that's located in, in
2: Raytown, Missouri. And we got introduced to them a few years back. And They were doing a tremendous job of um, trying to find homes for these animals that stray animals or animals that were um, in abusive situations and trying to find, uh, you know, families for them to adopt and um, and just homes for these animals. And they just do an incredible job. And uh, so we've worked with them over the last few years to provide support for them and, and help. And, you know, they've gone through a lot of transitions where they're their vehicles that they transport the animals have been stolen and it's just 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 crazy that people would do things like that when they're providing a service to the community that is that is so important because you know a lot of people during covid had animals or brought in new animals and then once covid was over you know they're they're not there to take care of them so um that whole burden rests on these organizations
1: to try to find homes and and they've done an incredible job. So we're, we're grateful to be able to support that. Well, I, I can't lie. I'm not a dog lover myself. My my daughter has been on me for 16 years straight to get her a dog. One of these mini poo poo, pee pee, uh-huh. some kind of miniature fluff ball type yeah. thing. Uh, uh, but Billy Baber, a friend of mine, he has, a, he has a few dogs. I know you I have do. a few animals and everything. So uh, though I'm not a uh, owner of animals, I do have a heart for um, and just any any creature of God, man, and, and, and dogs and cats. Um, they bring young kids and people so much joy. We have you know, compassionate animals and um, um, animals to help kids get through anxiety and things like that. So um, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, man, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't I don't think anything should be treated with any type of cruelty. So if you got a dog or cat out there, just love on them and continue to take care of them. And then if you don't, man, open it, your, yourself up to an organization like the Midwest um, Animal Rescue. Rescue and see if that might be a dog or an animal for you to adopt um, and make it become yours. So uh, the third one is obviously the, 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 the work you do with first responders. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I got
2: introduced to a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Dumit. He was a police officer in Lee Summit, and he started this organization really because there was a need out there for our officers and firefighters that um, get injured or mm-hmm. either killed in the line of duty. And, you know, all of a sudden it's, you know, their families, don't, they don't know where the support is coming from. Yeah. And so it's been really rewarding to see how when we have firefighters or officers, police officers that are either shot, injured in the line of duty, how answering the call gets to them right away and gets that family so they don't have to worry about, hey, paying or rent that month or food on the table. Your kids um, don't have to worry about, you know, having food or, mm-hmm. you know, getting to school or whatever. They provide that immediate support. And uh, that's something that, you know, was near and dear to my heart because my brother was um, in law enforcement for about 30 years. And so I always worried about him. As a matter of fact, I... I saw him on the first episode of Cops in Camden, New Jersey. So going through some building and getting stuck at gunpoint, he could have easily been killed, Mm. but he wasn't. So um, I've always had a soft place in my heart for our first responders and our police officers. So um, that's that's another charity that we support.
1: Well, I love the fact that even, you know, through your outreach to it, that allows guys like me who are in the – you stay here in Kansas City – to support these organizations um from a from a volunteer standpoint at your events. I can't name to you the different amount of times from you know, holiday season or times at your distributorship where uh you had a line of cars and just giving away cars mm-hmm. to uh, officers or the, you know, people in need, um, first responders that are, you know, maybe saying like, uh, down in luck or maybe something has happened to their current vehicle and they don't have a vehicle to make it to work. Um, your organization does such a great job of just being I mean, heart first. You you try to make it add up, you add up the bottom line later, but uh, if there's a need in the community, the Ron Cherry Foundation has done an awesome job of meeting the needs of um, our first responders in a big, big way um, throughout the holiday seasons, but also just throughout the calendar year. So I want to thank you for that. Um, last but not least is uh, the organization I think that is uh, the benefactor from your golf tournament, right? Uh, Score One for Health.
2: Score One for Health. That was the first um... – our first charity that we supported over a number of years. And uh, a guy by the name of Bob Ritchie, who was a radiologist at uh, Kansas City University of Medicine and Biosciences. Uh, It's now Kansas City University. Uh, But he approached me about, right when I was retiring, about getting involved in the community. So he was really the guy that was responsible for me picking a program like Score One for Health, because at the time, Um, We wanted to do something we had to have, you know, he said, hey, if you know of an organization or something that you could put those funds to, I'd be willing to help support you on that. And I just thought of um, seeing this girl that they were going to put in a special ed class, but she had uh, a problem with her vision when it was correctable with glasses. And I said, how many more of our kids are sitting in school that have gone through some physical ailments? that don't need to be in, you know, they get misdiagnosed, or they've got a medical condition that's gone undetected. And and it's stunting their ability to really build the foundation in their life that we all should should have, and that's in education. And so in order to to be properly educated, you have to know that you're healthy. So we started score one with that premise in mind that we would give these kids an opportunity to know what it feels like to be healthy by doing health screenings in these elementary schools. And, you know, over the years, it's been hundreds of thousands of kids that we've screened. Um, We do roughly around 15,000 kids a year and we're here in the Kansas City area. We've expanded into the Joplin market too. um, And it's just been a wonderful program and we're continuing to grow it year after year and continue to get these kids uh, screen health wise to make sure that they're able to start their career in education, knowing that they're healthy,
1: man, man, man. Hey man, listen, we could go on for hours mm-hmm. talking about the, the phenomenal work that you continue to do in the community. If you're a business out there and you got some uh, dollars that you want to give and donate and be a part of a very impactful movement. Think about the Deron Cherry foundation, uh, his golf tournament. It's a two day event. that happens every year. Uh, pairings party before man great swag bag but you get to play golf with guys like me i can <laughs> tell you these kind of stories for yeah. for 18 holes on the golf course the greatest man four or five hours of your life man obviously man like i said Daron is doing a great great job when it's not only on the field not only as a father but also as a, a philanthropist when it comes to supporting different charities in the kansas city community it helps our our our, our fans um so i want to thank you for that man yeah. Obviously, man, hey, really last before we go, before I let y'all go, we looked up a few facts about my career and Duran's career when it comes to these Denver Broncos. Uh, I was 2-3, and three, so two wins, three losses, and five games. I had a total of 21 tackles, two tackles for loss, one interception, had three pass defense. De'Ron was 7-11, seven, seven wins, 11 losses. Uh, a total of 18 games and like you said at one point he thinks he was only maybe only had one win at denver so imagine how many of those wins came here in an arrowhead yeah um but he had three interceptions right three interceptions probably would have had more had mike bell not jumped
2: off sides <laughs> from john elway's uh cadence call that hard count that hard, yeah, count. That hard got count got it man he used to he used to he used to always come and hug me on the sideline
1: and apologize d i'm sorry I just took another interception away from you. <laughs> well, as you can tell, man, me and Deron, man, teammates for life. Uh, we're going to be out here to continue to do what we do in the community. I thank you all for listening to The Process, where The Process is greater than the product. Again, let's thank the title sponsor of the Guinness Group for all their help and support. And let's thank my man Deron Cherry with all he's doing with the Deron Cherry Foundation. And this is Sean Barber with The Process, 10-year NFL vet. We appreciate you. Love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining The Process.